Okay. All right, that sounds good. Does that sound good to everyone? Okay. Sounds good. All right, here we go. Man, what the hell is happening in Portlandia? I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Kind of feeling great. <laughs> feeling bad, actually, for Portlandia. Yeah, man, me too. John, how you living, my friend? I'm doing good. Can anybody tell me what time it is? You know what time it is. It's Dame time. Trade Dame time? Anyway, Sammy, how you living, my friend? Better than Portlandia right now, unfortunately, to say for them. Oh, man. I mean, obviously, tonight we're putting a team under the clinic microscope, and that team, of course, is the Portland Trailblazers. They are 11 and 15. They're 11th in the West in their last eight games. They've had seven losses. They have just the wildest, craziest time right now with their president slash CEO, Chris McGowan, resigning. Also, Neil O'Shea You're fired. being and fired in, your ears are f- in a lot of people's eyes, Get finally the- fired. Out. What do you guys think of the state of the Blazers right now? It's terrible. Excuse yeah. They should be really focused on having their offensive flow and defensive flow with their new coach, Chauncey Billups. But even their energy seems really off and Chauncey Billups called them out. Yeah. He said that the bench shouldn't be the ones to inspire the starters. It should be the other way around. And that's that a huge red correct. flag. Especially with only 25 games in, within the season. Yeah, and I remember like before the season started, he said that he would put quote-unquote an address on it. Like, hold people accountable. But he would do that behind closed doors. And right now, he's actually doing it publicly in press conferences because this Blazers team has kind of been playing uninspired. I mean, with everything that's going on, are you guys surprised by sort of the results of the Blazers? To this extreme, maybe a little bit. Um, Going back to the start of the season, they were already considered a team possibly in flux on some levels. We've been talking about their defense for years and that it hadn't improved. Chauncey Billups said he was going to try to bring emphasis to that, like we said. Clearly, it hasn't happened yet, and we've they, wondered if the seniors are stealing. They've improved from 29th to 28th, you know, there baby you steps, baby steps. Uh, so, you know, we're getting there. But they already had a bit of a cloud hanging over their head at the start of the year, and it just feels like one thing after the other. The Olshay investigation obviously came out for workplace misconduct. I don't know if that was about what was going on in the office or just the way he handled the roster. Take it whichever way you wanted to. Uh, that, But it looks like they, they need some changes, clearly, on some level. The, that's gone in the public light. Like Jay said, the chemistry's off. You could see it when they're playing together. They don't look happy on the court together. Their home road splits are among the most disgusting I've ever seen. They're 1-11 away from home and 10-4 and at home. So something has to go down there. It's just what's the extent of what they need to do. Right. Do you guys know the... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if any of our listeners listeners listen to the Busted Bucket podcast, which is the Trailblazers podcast, um, I've said it before, this team is literally Jekyll and Hyde, and, and, Hi- and Sammy highlighted that for us. John, what were you about to say? I was going to say, do you guys, everybody knows the meme with the dog and the fire burning all around him. <laughs> the this is and fine says, meme? The this is fine meme. 
that's kind of what I think of at this, oh at this current God. point in time. Now, in, in all seriousness, you, you guys hit a lot of nails on the head. And one thing I wanted to point out is there's such a discrepancy in their home and away record. They are 10 and four at home and they're one and 11 away from Portland, which is to me, it's not like Portland is some sort of city where the it's the the court is completely different or there, there's changes. It's it's just cra- It's unfathomable, unfathomable to me that their record away is so bad, but their record at home is is really good. Pretty, so I don't know, good. man. Like you guys said that there's they're, they're just in a lot of turmoil right now. Obviously with Olshay, with their GM, with Dame. There's there's just a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of inconsistency and it's like is it time to hit the panic button and i don't know what you guys think i know that we're going to get into that a little bit more as we go on but I, it's it's tough because i love dame jj sorry i had to quote jj there. <laughs> i love no dame. i really um, no but this i'm, 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 yeah, being, I'm not being disingenuous i, I actually yeah. really do love dame and it, it hurts because he's such a loyal person he's a loyal player He's got grit. I just love the way that he plays. He's no nonsense, and it's just tough to see him struggle. It's tough to see the Blazers struggle, even though they're, you know, they're a Western Conference rival to my team and to a lot of, like, I think everybody's team on this panel. You never, you, you want to see great teams do well because it's just better for the NBA. It's better for viewership. So, Jun, I know, like, you're the, you're the host on the Busted Bucket podcast. And I wanted to pick your brain, which is Billups. He's a player's coach. Correct. Yeah. Do you think that it was wise for him to call his players to the press? Does he have the right? And Sammy, your, you know, your gig is in HR. And John, you know about marketing. Like, what do you guys think about that? Was that the right move? Is he already losing that much respect and even losing it that much more by doing that? You know, when to me, I feel like when Billups does it, it doesn't sound malicious. He's sort of being factual. And I think the players at least will respect his his opinions in the way that he presents things. He's not like really bashing on people, but he will be very forward with who potentially should be in the doghouse. And I don't think I don't think it necessarily is bad, especially for a team that is that has been in the bottom five defensively for so long. You sort of need that, right? And it's sort of something that Blazer mm-hmm. fans also want to hear because they've lived with the coaching of Terry Stotts for so long where he said, we need to do this, we need to do that. And everyone was screaming like, no, there's actually only a few people that need to fix something. And we want to hear accountability, which was like the hot word of the offseason. Like, how are you going to hold players accountable? And, you know, Billups, I, I want to say he's doing it. What do you guys think? I agree and disagree. I, I definitely think accountability should be held. But putting it out to the media when you're less than 30 games in... I just don't know if the players are going to respect that yet, only because you don't have that rapport with them yet. So it was one thing when 
just sake of argument, if Phil Jackson said something, whether with the Bulls or with That's the Lakers, point. because it's Phil. Right. He's been there. He has the respect. He has the command of that room. Not only is Billups new there, this is his first run as a head coach. Right. And so I just I don't know if the cachet is there yet. That's the only thing. I think with someone like Dame, who's very self-motivated, I don't think it's going to matter. But maybe with some of those other guys where he might not have that same sort of relationship or established, I guess, reputation. I don't know how they're necessarily going to take it, that it's being aired in public that quickly. I don't have a problem with Billups airing it out to the media. I have a problem with him airing it out to the media in 2021 because <laughs> let's be real, right? right? We're living in a time that it's everybody is so sensitive. Things are twisted. Sensitive. Journalism isn't let's let's be real. It's not really as accurate as we, we need it to be. It's very biased. Things get spun around. You say one thing, it comes out completely different. So that's my issue with it. I think accountability, in, in order for people to be accountable, it needs to be heard. The more people that know about it and the people, maybe it's, you know, you want to keep it to a certain amount of people, but still accountability is, is going to be, um, you're going to be able to, to, I'm trying to think of the word here, to, to hone in on it a lot more when there's more people who have eyes on it, I guess, right. so to speak. No, de definitely. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I actually want to bring this up to you guys with um, with Neil O'Shea during the offseason. He said that this was the most talented roster that he has ever constructed. And the starters go like this. It goes like Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell, who, by the way, they are all about 6'3", give or take an inch. So they have a very small three-guard lineup with um, Roko, Nurkic, and off the bench you have Nasir Little, Anthony Simons, Larry Nance Jr., Cody Zeller, the list goes on. Do you guys think that Neil Olshay has done a good job surrounding Damian Lillard with the necessary tools to get deep into the playoffs? Uh, absolutely not. You know why? Because he has two undersized, gu undersized guards. Yep. Wow, There's manager. no way that in today's league, with the star talented players within the guard position, that they could possibly play D with Dame and CJ. And you just said that their guard lineup with their forwards play no D. Nurk plays whatever. On defense, Roko's their best defender, who's been playing. He's a so yeah, far to a, be quite he's honest. He's a shell of himself. He's a shell of himself, and they're counting on Anthony Simons. This is a terrible roster. They haven't done. He hasn't done anything. His his best pick is probably C.J. McCollum, and he can't even get credit in drafting Dame. No, no, he doesn't get credit for drafting Dame. For those that don't know. Um, the interim, actually, the interim GM before Neil Olshay was responsible for shipping out Gerald Wallace and getting back a pick, which ended up being the pick that landed Damian Lillard. So Neil Olshay didn't even, he's not even responsible for that pick, to be honest. Oh, wait. Um, 
what 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 do you guys think the other two john Sammy. i'm in agreement about your issues on the perimeter you have no size on the perimeter at all and I know it's kind of become a running joke. We all do really love Dame's game and the way he plays, but it's <laughs> it's been known for years that he is not a great defensive player. He's a smaller guard, and his focus is on offense, as it should be, because he's an incredible shooter and a great clutch player. But if you're going to put him there at point guard, McCollum's a solid player, but that is not the right fit for him. You can't put those two guys together and expect to play perimeter defense and then to top it off by starting Powell next to them you're pretty much asking to get burned on the perimeter every game right. with that setup. Roko's a good defender. His lateral speed is starting to go a little bit. Nurkic can't move all that well, as we know, outside of the interior. So you're setting yourself up for disaster with that starting five. You already know you're behind the eight ball on defense to begin with. Do you have the offensive firepower? Sure. But you're, you're asking the offense to put up 120 points every night to be able to win games. And... I'll give them credit. They've been able to do it on some level, but you're never going to win a championship with that defense. It's pretty much well-known statistically that you need a top 10 defense to win a title every year. There is no defensive scheme. I don't care what it is that's going to make that construction of players a top 10 defense. It's just not possible. How? And how? To add on quickly. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Before, Before you go... Defense is what wins you on road games. Yep. Yes, sir. Which is evident with what Sammy and John said. They're one and eleven record. Good point. Very good point. I guess my question is, how often do teams win championships? Like you guys said, without elite defense, but also without a second star on the team. I know that the Bucks won with Giannis last year, but let's be honest, they got they were very fortunate on their road to the finals. Giannis is obviously a superstar, and arguably you could say Chris Middleton is an all-star. Drew Holiday played, can play like an all-star as well. But CJ McCollum has never been an all-star. Granted, it is the West Coast, it's very competitive, but I don't even know if he would be an all-star on the East Coast. And to not give somebody like Damian Lillard, I know he has his flaws on defense, but to not give him an opportunity to play with another star and see what he can do, I think is not really, obviously we're not seeing what he can do to his fullest potential because there are not many teams in history, recent history or way back history that where somebody, where a team has won without having at least two stars on a team, a, a, a certified superstar and or at least another all-star. True. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. They need a wing, period. That's what they've needed the whole time. They need a 6'6 to 6'9 wing player who can defend, who can run the offense on his own every so often if Dame's getting a breather, and can create their own shot. And that that's never been there. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Nasir Little is on this roster, and I think maybe eventually he might turn into that. But even by then, Damian Lillard's going to be like 33, 34. You might have missed your window. And... The, the only way that Damian Lillard was going to win a championship with this roster is if they traded CJ McCollum like three or four years ago. And I just want to talk about, this is my this is my venting moment here because I followed the Blazers for a long time. Neil Olshay really messed up that 2016 offseason where he 
Everyone else was spending money, right? This was like the, the spend-a-palooza for everybody, right? He signed Evan Turner for 70 million freaking dollars. Jake Lehman for 2.7 million. Myers Leonard for 41 million. Yeah, buddy, cash money. Dude, Alan Crabb. Do you guys know Alan Crabb? Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. Alan yes. Crabb for 75 million. He matched that. He matched that from Brooklyn. And That's workplace misconduct. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum for $106 million. He, he absolutely messed up this money. He put Dame in this position where he was surrounded by overpaid bench players. Wow, right? I'm Mr. Manager. Every single one of those. Overpaid, underperforming. That's what I'm saying. He absolutely ruined this. And John, to your point, Dame Lillard had some chances to play with superstars, but the way that Neil Olshay managed that money put them in such a hole that they couldn't really make any moves without trading CJ McCollum. And you know, a couple, like a couple seasons ago, there were rumors about CJ possibly being traded for James Harden in a package deal. Neil Olshay didn't want to do it. Can I do that? It's much easier to get ro uh, another role player than it is to get a superstar. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. When you have a chance to get a superstar, you go for it and you take that risk because it doesn't happen often. There aren't many of them. And you are have to take advantage of your other stars' time in their prime. That's the bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm going to sort of transition here. I'm going to talk about the current state of the Blazers because, I mean, there's some rumors that the Blazers are upset with Chauncey Billups that, you know, Damian Lillard is also like sort of defending Billups saying stuff like, like these people love, love drama too much, right? CJ is now out with a collapsed lung, a pneumothorax. There's rumors swirling around that Dame Lillard during the offseason wanted Ben Simmons. So with all these rumors swirling around, it really feels like they might have a fire sale. Do you guys think that the Blazers' next move is to have, in fact, a fire sale? And what would that look like? Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets if they score you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit or $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, I might sound like I'm playing NBA 2K here, but... <laughs> You look at the identity of this roster, and it's to me, it's not one or two moves away. Let's say they get that second star that John talked about. Whoever it is, call it a top 20 player. 
if they actually were able to somehow pull that off, which I don't think they could with the pieces they have right now. If they got that second player, I'll ask you guys this. Do you think that they're a title contender? Even after that. With the rest of the raw, let's say it was McCollum, Picks, and like one of the young guys. No. But no. No. what I've what, what we've learned from getting more superstars on your team is that in subsequent years you're going to attract more high quality players and potential perennial all stars. So that's that would be my True. argument against that. Is that you're yes, not sir. just obviously you're trying to win this year, but you're kind of building a foundation for more for more an attraction level to Portland. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you there. This, but my cons- That's coming from a Laker fan, Sammy. This is true. He's experiencing this that. Uh, <laughs> so here's my concern with the team. Let's Boomer bust, did. baby. Boomer bust. Yes. You could attract players like Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. Sorry, my bad. Too soon. Uh, so let's say they trade McCall and they get that star, right? But they're still not there. My issue then is that Dame is still going to be 32 the following year, making $42.5 million. And that number just goes up. And if you're still not closer, then I don't know if you're going to have the salary room to make the moves you necessarily need to make because that salary is going up. The rumors are out that he wants a two-year extension that would be over $50 million a year when he's 35 and 36. And so I know how loyal he is to the city, and obviously Blazers fans love him, but I'm in the trade Dame camp. I, I'm at the point now where I would actually just blow up that team. I wouldn't go necessarily full thunder, maybe, because I wouldn't want to see them lose by 73 points. But I think if you're going to maximize whatever value you can get out of Dame, now is the time. The long rumor trades that have been talked about are those Simmons deals uh one would be McCollum plus to get him over there the other one that's been talked about has been Dame for Maxi and Simmons plus picks on the other side whether or not we define Simmons as a superstar that's a whole other debate for another day but he is someone that you could at least put on paper as an efficient player that you could get back as a centerpiece and maybe start the rebuild around. And at least you have a young guy who's under contract where you're not necessarily, you don't have a single piece to attract anybody else. You also have uh, Nurkic expiring this year at 12 million. That's gonna be a super attractive player to a contender. No added money. You could easily get some good picks for him. So I know it would be painful, but I'm in the boat of, I think it's, it's time to blow this thing up and start from Ooh. scratch. Is if it? you can get a centerpiece like a Simmons-type player, again, no matter what the debate on him is, or just someone along that ilk, someone young under contract, that's the route I would go, personally. So, so Sammy is thinking, blow it up, trade Dame, at least get Ben Simmons back, or Ben Simmons-like player back. Yeah. Is anyone else in the same camp of trade Dame? I'm I'm in the trade Dame camp, but I'm gonna Wait. come at you guys as a optimist of in the viewpoint of a Blazer fan. You love Dame too. Because you I love Dame. Him. Yeah, and I love I love Dame. So if I wanted Dame to stay in Portland, this is what I would think the best case scenario for Dame. So you have three choices and you know these are obvious moves, but the outcomes will arrange the following. So number one, 
you could go the route of tanking this year and hopefully you get a star-studded rookie like the Spurs did with David Robinson or the Hornets did two seasons ago with Ball. But that's a crapshoot. And John, actually, you stated that it's a top 14 protected pick for the Bulls, right? Yeah, that's right. They don't even have a pick so, next year if they were to tank. And it fell, their pick fell out of the top 14. So, yeah, it would be a higher pick, and they would have to hope that rookie perform well. So, right. crapshoot. Um, the other route that they could go for is what the Warriors did this year, which is get high IQ players in the in free agency that matches Billups' playing style. So they got Iggy, they got Belizia, they got Otto Porter Jr. People that could match the system, that could help the younger players and train the younger players and mold them into great role players within that infrastructure. That's a crapshoot also. And the third option, which is what Sammy was just saying, is trade. Trade CJ and hopefully they could turn into the Wizards of this year with Kuzma, KCP, Montrezl Harrell. They have their star player, like Bill in, in Washington, but they have Dame. But that's a, that's a dream as well. And even if they do become this place where free agency, free agents want to go to, which they've never been It'll a never destination, could they, could they really compete? Like what Samuel was saying, could they compete with Dame, Cat, and Simmons? If that's a dream trio, that would be the dream, right? Yeah. Get caught at the <laughs> if you could Simmons pull those three off, then Dame. maybe. But maybe. But though. then, yeah. How do you pull those three Even off? Even then, right? Maybe right. like the perfect scenario, and, right? Right. And I think yeah. the one other thing yeah. I'll add on to it too, and why I'm an advocate of blowing it up, is because the one thing that would be nice for them is if you look at their their cap sheet, it's clean pretty much after next year, outside of Dame, McCollum, and Powell. So if you do trade Dame and CJ, it's it's a clean sheet. You really can't clean slate it unless, obviously, like I was saying, you, you manage to get that young player under contract, which is the ideal scenario anyway. Right. John. So that's that's the other reason I'm in a, uh, I'm on that side of the coin. Got you. John, what do you think? What what camp are you in? Are you in camp trade Dame? No. I am keep Dame. I love him. I love him way more than JJ does. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. Okay, so there, there are certain guys that in the NBA. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but that you kind of just want to see them ride out with their teams. Steph Curry, you never want him to leave the Warriors. Even I'm not even a Warrior fan. I don't want. I don't ever want to see him play for another team. Kobe obviously played for the same team. Tim Duncan played for the Spurs. To me, Dame is one of those guys, and I, I don't know what it is. It's his loyalty. It's just when I think of Portland, the Trailblazers, I'm going to think of Dame. I know that there are other legends in the past. Obviously, Clyde the Glide and, you know, that team with um, Sabonis and Rashid Wallace. There are many great Blazer teams. But for me, especially since the age that we are collectively at, 
and growing up, um, you know, Dame Dame Lillard is kind of that guy for me. And right. so, other than the sentimental value, I just think from a basketball standpoint, like I said earlier, you don't get many guys that are superstars or of Dame Lillard's caliber. And if they're able to trade, my only exception is this. My only one exception of trading Dame and that I would agree to is if they were able to get a superstar in return, a lateral move. But I just don't think that's going to happen. That How often does that ever happen? Almost rarely, if, if I remember correctly, or if on the top of my head. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to get equal value. They if, if teams know that he wants to leave or if the Blazers are desperate, they're going to lowball them, and that's the bottom line. And so I think that the Blazers should at least try to get Dame another superstar and build a team around those two guys. Do whatever it takes. Trade everybody but Damian Lillard. Give that a shot. And if that fails, then I'm changing my stance. I'll take. I'll do a complete 180 and say, blow it up. I'll I'll ride Sammy's bandwagon. <laughs> I'll ride on his back. You can give me a piggyback ride, and I'll, I'll we'll go to Blazer. We'll burn it downtown. You're, you're just so trying John, to pitch Dame for Westbrook. For you. I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? John, I, I'm I'm happy that you name dropped Clyde. If Dame retires as a Blazer, does he supersede Clyde's place as the greatest Blazer of all time? That's hard to say. I mean, there's only one answer here, John. Yes. How about you two? What do you think? Yes. Dame is the greatest blazer of all time. I I think so too. I think the only hesitancy I had is that Clyde did get to the finals once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's maybe true. would have won it if he didn't run into the greatest basketball player of all time, despite what Scottie Pippen may say. <laughs> so. This is the thing. So I I know I hear I hear you both, Sammy, JJ. I hear you with the trade Dame get assets start over because Dame Lillard is aging CJ McCollum is aging um we've tapped out this roster I hear it but the thing is is that Damian Lillard is a once in a generational player that you just keep throwing darts at until you make it work or until he gets tired not only is he a once in a generation player for the NBA but he is a once-in-a-generation player for the Blazers. You will never, the Blazers will never get another Damian Lillard. They will never get another player like him. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. You could quote me on this crap right now. You will never get another Damian Lillard. And the thing is, is that with an aging point guard who could still shoot, you still have hope that he has better playmaking, you can make that work. You can make it work when you get older. Look at Chris Paul. Okay, Chris Paul is one of the great point guards of our time, but Damian Lillard also made that top 75 list. Okay. And the thing is, is that I think there are still moves to be made. You have Nurkic on an expiring contract. That CJ McCollum contract you could still match that with other things. It's not a great contract, but you can still match it with other things and couple it with high upside players like an Anthony Simons, like a Nasir Little, like a 
Larry Nance. There's still moves to be made. And the part that you hold on to is literally Lillard. Lillard is a dude, right? And if you're thinking about... You're being unfair to Lillard though, man. But am I? But am yeah. I? Put him in a place where he... Put him, into New, put him at New York. Let him get that love from the NBA. The thing is, is that... Let him get the limelight. I'm gonna throw darts at the board until Lillard said, says, I've had enough. I'm gonna move on. But Lillard has already committed himself multiple times this year. Not just like over the course of his career. Multiple times this year. Saying, I wanna win a championship in Portland. I think whoever the new GM is, I think it might be Sharif Abdurrahim, who's also managed by the same person as Damian Lillard. I think it might be him. But I think they try to make it work with Dame Lillard, Nasir Little, who's also considered untouchable to me, and Larry Nance. The part that I think that you do is, that I like, is try to go the Wizards route, where you trade players in hopes to get other players back that are not appreciated. I'm looking at the Pacers. They want draft picks. They want expiring contracts. That's what they want. Send them Nurkic. Send them a young piece like Simons. Add all the picks you want. And you give me Karis LeVert and you give me Miles Turner. And now I have Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, CJ McCollum, and Dame Lillard. I've got something sort of cooking, right? I don't know. I don't know what, how you guys feel about this, but I don't think you you throw away Dame Lillard at this point. No. And I know we respect everybody's opinions on here, but Sammy and JJ are way wrong. 100%. <laughs> that's, that's just my opinion. I think if... <laughs> if you are Portland and you're the new GM, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot if you get rid of Dame Lillard because you won't get another one. Right? Even if you get Ben Simmons, you won't. right? You, you won't, but I'm looking out for Dame's best interest. I want that fool to win a ring and he won't ring, win a ring at Portland. That's true. That is That's That's, that's facts. probably facts. Sammy, if, back up your boy here. Sammy's a betting I'm, I'm man. I'm with you. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think Jay's trying to propose that James Wiseman Wiggins plus 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 deal to bring Dame over to the Bay. I think that's what Jay's trying to accomplish right now. All right, you convinced us, JJ. We you really do love Dame. We get it. <laughs> I think I just think it's a two-way street. I, unless they make just a game-breaking trade, which is so hard to make. Right. It's going to take a couple years and. Is it cost efficient at that point with Dame's contract? Is he going to age as well as Chris Paul? Because Chris Paul is kind of an anomaly in that regard also. Like, a lot of small guards don't age quite as well as he did. And is the timeline going to match up that you talked about earlier? If this was Dame at 27, I would have said keep him. This is Dame at 31 making $40 million. This is a very different scenario to me. I I agree. And I, I think the part that I worry about the most is that C.J. McCollum has a horrendous contract and he's 30 years old. And I don't think there's a single GM in the league that thinks he's worth what Portland thinks he's worth. 
which is like super concerning. Like I don't, I'm not even positive that you could even go get a Porzingis with CJ McCollum. I think you could get Porzingis. I don't think you could make that Indiana trade that you wanted to make only because what Indiana is looking for, Portland does not have. Indiana wants to, Indiana ironically wants to tear it down. Right. So Nurkic and a ton of future picks might get it done, but they're not even going to want McCollum, which is ironic. And I actually think it's funny you mentioned them because this is a tangent. I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole. I think Sabonis is one of the most overlooked players in basketball. I think on the right team, he would be amazing. But he's in Indiana and they're irrelevant, so no one really talks about him. Yeah, I mean, Sabonis, so, Sabonis could theoretically come home. Pretty yes. Much. Exactly. <laughs> Sabonis the, the second. The, yes, exactly. The son of the legend. Blazer legend, Sabonis. Um, So I think that's where I'm at. It's just I think the timeline has passed unless you can somehow pull a Kwame Brown, Powell Gasol type of trade just to make John smile a little bit and make you all think of Stephen A. Smith. Right. Unless you could pull something like that, that's, that's the only reason I'm there. And I know it's killer, and I'm sure if I was a Blazer fan, I would be in the same boat of, you can't trade Dame, you can't do it. But I think that's why I view it the way I do. I just think the timeline passed. I have to defend your comment about the Lakers and Kwame Brown because, <laughs> let's be real, Marcus Saul ended up being so good that that trade ended up being not as Stop lopsided. It. When lopsided they traded for Marcus Saul, at the time, yes. When they yes, traded for Marcus Saul, Marcus Saul said there were two of them. <laughs> All right. he, he he dropped like 50 pounds after that trade right. was made. Okay. At the time, you're right. At the time, it was <laughs> Kwame want, Brown. Uh, CJ, anyway, guys. I'll leave this Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, who would want CJ? Realistically. Philly's the interesting one, but I know they keep saying that they don't, but it's also because their, their price for Simmons is still astronomical. I think you got you have to look at a desperate playoff team that thinks they're one piece away. That's that's the team. So who is that on paper? We don't totally know, but I think you're looking at the, probably the playoff teams are the fringes, uh, right. teams that make stupid trades. So hey, Sacramento always comes to mind on that. No offense to any Kings Ooh. fans that are listening, but they they just don't make yeah. smart moves. That's a great pick. Yeah. I don't know what they would get out of there for him necessarily. I, I don't know if that trade for them is something like healed Bagley and picks just to clear the contracts, get some picks, get a look at some young guys maybe in that boat. I, I, yeah, and I could see man. I could see Rip City fans like talking themselves into saving Marvin Bagley. <laughs> like, I think you could see 20 teams <laughs> talking themselves into saving Marvin Bagley. I'm with you on that. Uh, so that would be one squad, but that's who I'd be looking at. I'd be looking at desperate teams, GMs on the hot seat, things like that, who think that mm. a 20-point-per-game two-guard is going to boost them up, maybe not to a title team, but to relevancy. Dallas. Dallas actually makes a ton of sense if you do want to take on Porzingis, because I think Porzingis has very little trade value at this point. Yeah, I you know, when I was looking through, like, possible trades, I think that Porzingis trade was probably the most, let me say, realistic, where I could see both sides talking themselves into making the trade. But I totally agree with you. Like, the the market for CJ has not presented itself yet appropriately. And we might be in a situation where CJ is going to have to stay put for another year. I don't know if you guys feel the same. 
It's, it's possible because it just depends. This could be one of those things too where it's been talked about, but there are certain teams who never send out any smoke signals that they're looking for someone and all of a sudden the trade just drops. Right. Uh, the interesting thing with that McCall and Porzingis trade that you're talking about is that it goes straight across, like the, the money works straight away. The only thing is if the Blazer, depending on what the Blazer's end game is, if they're trying to save money or cut contract, you're not accomplishing that there. So that, that needs to be kept in mind. It's three years left on both deals. So if it's a retool where they think, hey, Porzingis will provide us something, we're taking a shot, we're desperate that he'll get back to what he used to be, maybe you trade for him and then you trade Nurkic. Yeah. It, maybe, I, maybe that's the move. I think it has to be a retool. But, you know, guys, I, I feel like we've sort of tapped out our Blazer talk for the night unless you guys want to get in something real quick i'm gonna take that as a no that's it for our pod tonight jj thanks for being on man no we ended the pod too early i know john wanted to talk about zach collins but we'll just say that for the next pod <laughs> john thanks for being on my friend thank you feeling good feeling great <laughs> and sammy thank you man thank you and just big ups to to evan turner and alan crab for for getting that bag Thank you. They, they need to thank Neil Olshay on his way out. They, they made that money, man. And I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcast.